It's time to watch your favorite TV program. Hit record on your VHS player. Tune in your NES and join Alan Price and Chris Vint with their views as we deploy Operation Retroshock. Hello ladies and gentlemen and welcome to episode 28 of Operation Retroshock. I've gone awfully, awfully apart. <laughs> I thought you would have ended One is Lord Alfred Allen Price and alongside me, as always, is Christopher Vinting. <laughs> well, I was going to say Christopher Mooney because then we can have like shock. Mm, yes, I am. It's WrestleMania night, everybody. Yeah, that's right. And at the time of recording, WrestleMania hasn't even happened. Well, it wouldn't have at the time of <laughs> it going out in the first place. I know, it's the same. Just like you're totally random, Chris. Totally random. I mean, it did happen, but it was like a while ago, though. So, either if you downloaded this immediately and listening to us on the Sunday... Oh my God, I can't believe that John Cena, his arm fell off in the ring, and now he can't wrestle no more. <laughs> that nearly happened when he was wrestling Ken Anderson. But that's another story. <laughs> um, so yes, episode 20... Anderson! Kennedy? Oh, wait, copyright. Um, so this episode, as you will have figured out and heard... From the past two episodes is our discussion of the year 2002 in wrestling, which we thought was quite appropriate because there's various things that link into what's going on at WrestleMania, and so on and so forth. I think this is going to be a show of funny voices. Great. <laughs> That's all i got to say about that. So yeah, we're going to see what way this show goes, because there's not a real logical place for us to stop and take breaks and all that sort of thing. So we'll maybe take a break or two during this. Depends how much we ramble. Um, but we'll try and not ramble for too long. Give you a well, break. it's like something like 12 or 13 events. So if we have a break after every, say, four. Four or five. Four or five. Something like that. But or none at all. <laughs> you never know. So will we go to break or will we just kick on? I think we'll just kick on, because we only can go on like about two minutes. Okay, well, we'll kick on, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, by the way, in case you don't know, we're talking about the year in wrestling 2002, which is almost ten years in the making, and all that kind of jazz. Nearly. Yeah. Supposedly, if it was ten years in the making, we might all be dead, because the... And don't forget, what at the end, we'll also reiterate the question that was set on last week's show to do with uh, winning yourself a DVD. I love the way Chris jumped in there when I was about to talk about everybody dying, but... Yeah. <laughs> Because if it was 10 years in the making, we'd all be dead, supposedly, because supposedly the world's going to end in 2012, but, you know, goodness knows. If, any, if this year's anything to go by, I might believe them. Um, so, kicking it off was kind of one of the biggest things of this year, was in fact that this was the year, the first ever WWE, that's World Wrestling Federation, bleep, <laughs> yes. um, or without the mute, sorry. Uh, first time the draft ever took place. And probably one of the best drafts before it was all like... The good draft, really. Yeah, before it all went all, um, let's just say, boobs up. <laughs> before it went, and flash all the pictures on the screen and be like, this person be moving here, but we already know that. Yeah, like Triple H, you be going to SmackDown. Oh, I don't want to go to SmackDown. I'd go like, I, I would go back I don't to see Raw. my woman then, and I'd be like, oh, I'd, I'd be on the B show. <laughs> and then I get immediately traded back the next year. Um, well, staying on the Triple H topic just for one moment. Um, remember what was it? It happened. He got traded to SmackDown very early, a couple of years into the draft, wasn't it? Like yeah. the second or third year, he got traded to SmackDown, 
and then like Paul Heyman traded him. Was it Paul Heyman or Teddy Long traded, traded him back, back for like like the Dudleys and something? Yeah, for like, like four. The Booker T, I think it was something, something like that. Yeah, it's just like right. Why do you trade Triple H for the best day? one though to get traded in SmackDown was Batista, who absolutely like said that that show was rubbish. And, and he was like, and then Hi. He was like, but then he was traded back eventually to Raw, and I was like, yeah, I loved SmackDown. It's like make your mind up, man. Um, but yes, the original WWE, WWF, whatever you want to say, draft, um, which had Vinny Mc, Vinny, Mick, Vinny Mick, and had uh, Dick Flair there as well. And they were talking about the drift. <laughs> the drift, the mid-Atlantic yep. drift, which brings hot air from the tropics up to the United <laughs> Kingdom. Uh, <laughs> Vince McMahon and Ric Flair, or Richard Morgan Fleur. Uh, oh. Vincent Kennedy McMahon. So yes, um, yeah, the draft can probably be remembered for obviously uh, the big thing that happened between Vince McMahon and The Rock, because wasn't it Vince drafted Rock number his first choice, wasn't it? Yes. The Rock was picked by Vince first, and that was basically The Rock just came out and ripped him to pieces because he had wasn't it? He had one side of the arena saying something, and he had the other side of the arena. You saying, are. Can I say it? The ASS. Oh yes, we've been saying it, so we're... An asshole. It's basically a case of, right, we are following WWE's rating in Operation Retroshock, and as... Can I, can I call you then a rat and then the B word? No, we're not going that far, sir. <laughs> you said we're going by WWE no, rating. JR said it last week. No, no. JR's <laughs> the only one who's allowed to do that. But we're generally Red following bad. WWE's trend of rating system because... Raw's kind of sneaking towards the rated 13 aspect with the amount of their word, beginning with A and ending in double S, which is ass. Um, so we are allowing that word on this show now. So if you're a little kid, don't worry. Don't Just don't say it to your parents, please. Um, because we almost thought that there was Deb's warning coming up here about Christmas. Uh, that there was no Santa Claus. Uh, <laughs> she hasn't had stop. You are so for it. There is Santa Claus everywhere. Sorry, Debs, I couldn't help myself. Uh, Man, you're going to get beaten. I know, and it's not like she's in another... Alan Price versus Deb McGee in a Belfast brawl. It's not like, it's not like she's in another country or anything. Like no. Hyde or anything. Debs will for you to his address later on. No. <laughs> you are going to get beaten. I'll get a vodka bottle over the back of the head. Uh, <laughs> we've just went off on one random one here. Um, back to the draft. Uh, what was it? Was an Undertaker draft pretty early by Flair? He is uh, his first pick mm-hmm. um, because him, him and the Undertaker had like big, um, a big rivalry. Because wasn't it at I was seventeen? Eighteen. I think it was eighteen. No, it was eighteen because seventeen was Undertaker versus Triple H. Yeah, so eighteen was him versus uh, Ric Flair, and then. Was it Flair who then picked the NWO? Flair did pick the NWO at one stage. Well, second, I've got the draft. I know who Vince's in front of me here. I know who Vince's second pick was. Was uh, wrestler X? Right, that's a draft. Brand extension 2002. Be careful, Alan, because Vince's second pick is wrestler X. Give me a second. <laughs> right, let's see. Brand. See, there. after me saying that, folks, he'll blurt out his name and then I'll have to go and beep it. Oh yes, him. <laughs> <laughs> yes, the Voldemort. No, 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 it's the third pick, sorry. Oh, well. Third pick. The second pick was Kurt Angle then. Yes. Yeah. Right, so there we go. Okay, I have the list in front of me. Uh, Raw was Undertaker, 
SmackDown, Vince McMahon was The Rock. And then Ric Flair picked the MWO, then SmackDown picked Kurt Angle. Raw, his next pick was the big red monster Kane, yep. who still had his mask. Yes, and was a bad ass. Yes. If you'd looked up the top there, you would have seen them, that I wrote them down. Oh, yes, sorry. <laughs> I'm good, I'm good. Yep. But yes, the next individual uh, picked by Vince McMahon is Canadian wrestler X, who enjoyed a beer and a workout. Um, so you can guess who that is, ladies and gentlemen. Initials C and B. <laughs> um, Raw then decided to pick, uh, what would you say, Reefer Van Damme. <laughs> Do you like that one? I like that one. Yeah. Uh, so yes, Reefer Van Dam, uh, the man with the drugs, um, a good friend of Jeffrey Hardy. They like to chill out backstage and have a little fun. Not in that sense, but with a smoking apparatus. Um, and then one individual that is surprisingly quite far down the list is a certain Mr. Hulk Hogan with picnics for SmackDown. Yes, and he was still at that time in his black and white. Even though he was still just Hulk Hogan. It was being called Hollywood, and it's just like... Yeah, it was Hollywood Hulk Hogan. Because he technically... Hollywood Hulk Hogan, brother! But it wasn't long after this he switched to red and yellow and all that sort of stuff, so it's okay. Uh, then Raw got five time, five time, five time. Five time, oh, five time. I lost track of how many times. Yeah, that's why I helped you. Uh, WCW champion, maybe Booker T. Then the most epic pick ever was next. Smackdown got Billy and Chuck. You look so good to me. Whatever. Uh, Raw got Big Show. SmackDown got Edge. The Rated or Superstar. Is there an explanation here, right? I can't remember. The way SmackDown got Billy and Chuck, right? Mm-hmm. But then Bubba Ray and Devon got split. Because uh, was Billy and Chuck uh, not the tag champs at that stage? And that's I think why. that's what it is, yes. Yeah, oh, sorry, it says here. When drafted Billy and Chuck... The tag team champions making the title exclusive to SmackDown in addition, the Untrust Manager Rico went along with them in the draft. Yeah, and that's why, because it said like anyone could go anywhere, so it was like, you know, the, the announcers were playing at the JR and the King could get. Which eventually up. was used yep. in the years to come. Um, so Raw got Big Show, SmackDown got Edge, which eventually would get the squeaky introduction of Tony Chimmel in the years to come. Superstar! Yeah. Uh, I hate Hello, my voice is just broke. <laughs> I hate that, man. Uh, Raw got Bubba Ray. SmackDown got the most epic ever, which was Rikishi. Raw, I did it for the Rock. I did it for my cousin. <laughs> Use the Rock. Uh, Raw got Brock Lesnar when when drafted. Lesnar's manager Paul Heyman went along with him in the draft. <laughs> yeah, and then then SmackDown got an epic pick. Devon Dudley is like. Then he became the Reverend, and then. He brought in a young protege by the name of Deacon Batista. Who he be? I don't know. Randy Orton. No. <laughs> uh, they, they did eventually go on. John Cena. No, he was Dave Batista. <laughs> Do not get the surname. No. Anybody? No. No. And I walked around because I, I was. I remember the story going quick off uh, <sighs> thing on Batista was WWE. It was explained as WWE DVD that uh, they said, right, we're bringing you up to the main roster to be with Devon. We needed to buy a suit, so he obviously he didn't have a lot of money. Yeah, and he ripped the arms off. And he got to tell them to him and said, "Yeah, you have to rip the arms off." And he went out and spent like his last paycheck on this suit. <laughs> and it's just like, oh, what? Um, then Raw got William Regal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Hello. Know. SmackDown got uh, 
Mr. Mark Henry. And sexual chocolate. Mm-hmm. Want to give it all. Still sexual chocolate or was he world's no. strongest man here? He's world's strongest man, but yeah. crap. Then Raw got Lita. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Smackdown got... <laughs> Maven. <laughs> when Maven was drafted, he was the hardcore champion, making the title exclusive to Smackdown. However, Raven would defeat Maven for the championship prior to the brand separation, bringing the title back to Raw with him. Why doesn't make any sense to me? <laughs> then you had Bradshaw pre- JBL stage, he got to Raw, then SmackDown got Billy Kidman. Billy Kidman, biggest idiot in the world, letting rid of Tori Wilson. Silly, silly man. Uh, Raw got Stephen Richards. SmackDown got Tajiri. Uh, Raw got Matt Hardy. SmackDown, number 13, picked Chris Jericho. What? How much of an insult is this to Chris Jericho at this stage that the next pick, right, for SmackDown was Ivory after him? And friggin' Rick Devon got That's picked. Jerry was picked before him as well. It's just like, what the hell is going on? I'm going to stop here because really we're at the point now where it was kind of you would class it as a supplemental draft. Yeah. Kind of like all the Jimmy Nobles and all that kind of work. Right here, Jeff Hardy for Raw, <laughs> Mr. Perfect for Raw, uh, Al Snow for SmackDown, Dino Brown for Raw, Lance Storm for SmackDown, Tori Wilson for SmackDown, oh. Scotty Too Holly for SmackDown, and Goldust for Raw. And whoa, it actually goes down to like pick twenty nine, which was Perry Saturn. He was the last one, and Val Venus was the one before him. Did it say whenever Perry Saturn went to Raw that Moppy went with him? No, sadly it does not. <laughs> oh, damn it. I know it would have been funny, wouldn't it? But you know. Um, when Tajiri got traded he took the cruiserweight championship with him, which was then destroyed by Hornsbubble. Yeah. What a silly excuse. So yeah, that's the draft really. Um when you kind of got out of the top, well, not even the top ten, it kind of got a wee bit miserable, didn't it? <laughs> you got to, like, the top six. Especially when you got to ten, well, no, sorry, yeah, top six. Top six, yeah, because pick seven were Bubba Ray and Rikishi. Brock Lesnar, but he wasn't as big, were, was around there as well. Okay, so Royal Rumble 2002. Do, you, do I have, have to, to list the uh, participants from the... <laughs> no, you don't have to list the entire participants, it's okay. But this was obviously uh, an iconic Royal Rumble based on the fact that Triple H had came back from injury just a wee bit prior. Mm -hmm. Did. And um, obviously as well we had some surprises in this one. One being a certain Mr. Perfect. Fantastic individual. Um, Was this the one that Haku arrived in? I think it was, yes. I think it was, yeah. Because I remember we watched it not so long ago and I think it was Haku who came in. Yep, he'd obviously been famous for WCW and all yeah, that Yeah, because 3, 6, 9, 12, 15, 18, 21, 22... Yeah. <laughs> 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 doesn't have listed, is Oh, he does. No, Haku's not listening. Because he was more of a surprise one. I think he was a surprise in this one. Yeah, well, I Mr. Think Perfect on the list, yeah? Yeah, I think it was 2001 that he was back in. Yeah. Okay, fair enough. That's what I think, anyway. Uh, we also had such matches as Undisputed W Championship, which was Chris Jericho versus Rock. Street fight, no DQ, no count out. Ric Flair versus Vince McMahon. Oh, WWE. That was around the time when Vince was wanting the company back and all, wasn't it? Or something? Yes, it was. Because wasn't it Flair like purchased the rest of the company or something, hadn't he? Yeah, it was after Survivor Series 2001. When Shane and Stephanie sold that consortium, uh, stock to the consortium, the consortium <laughs> was me! And now you and I, were partners. And that's yeah. whenever Vince says that was here. WWE. Women's Championship, uh, Trish Stratus versus Jazz with Lovely special Trish. special referee Jacqueline. Jazz the man. <laughs> yeah, Rodney Mac. Who went and had got married to Rodney Mac and had a baby. That must be one ugly looking baby. 
<laughs> like, uh, my mom would be like the WWF woman's champion, and my dad would be like an undercard jobber guy. And we used to be managed by Teddy Long. I don't know why I talk like this. <laughs> I wash myself with a rag on the stick. <laughs> <laughs> we would like to say that Jazz and Rodney Max Baby probably doesn't wash herself with a rag on the stick or talk like that. Anyway, W Intercontinental Championship was Edge versus William Regal. That would be actually a very good wee match. And then the uh, opening uh, match was the Tag Team Champion Spike and Taz versus the Dudley Boys with Stacey Keeper. I remember that because that was just after Taz had changed his intro music. Like this was like the last big run Taz yeah. had. Mm-hmm. And you know it was a good run when he was Tag Team Champion with Spike Dudley. <laughs> yeah. And some DVD extras are uh, Triple H returns to W at Madison Square Garden, and Kurt Angle and Stone Cold Steve Austin. Austin, Steve Austin. Austin, yes. Um, so, Alan, what do you um, remember and enjoy about this pay-per-view, which I'm holding my hand? Probably available at silverdivision.co.uk. But in the blurried version, which Chris doesn't have in his hand. Chris yes. has the W version. Yes, I have them all until it turned to WWE. Which was at Backlash. Yes, indeed. This was the year where it all changed, and it was the get the F out. <laughs> you get the F out. It's my house. <laughs> um, well, it's like we've kind of been mentioning Triple H quite a bit. It's this pay-per-view's you know, most acknowledged for Triple H, because Triple H came back and won the Royal Rumble. Mm-hmm. Because he got such an amazing reception at Madison Square Garden for his return. What was it? Oh, something yeah. like 10 minutes or something. People were clapping and yeah. all sorts of stuff. Yeah. And they had to loop his music like three times or something like that. Exactly, yeah. Because he had to hit the rope. He had to hit the, the turnbuckle corners like three times or something. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. Um, it's only, I think it's only, I'd say it's second for ovations in recent years to when Hulk Hogan probably came back in his red and yellow and all that. Yeah, I think it was like Montreal that he came back and they just went it just of went all places, round right, and round all and the round. places for Hulk Hogan to be cheered for coming back in his red and yellow because obviously Hulk Hogan was the whole he's an American hero and all that sort of stuff Montreal they gave him such a huge mm. reaction um, but yeah this was 2002's big moment leading into WrestleMania which was Triple H winning the Royal Rumble and obviously at this point it was a case of it was, was, it was still undisputed title wasn't it no was it not or was it just passed it wasn't undisputed because it wasn't undisputed until we get to Wrestlemania 18 sorry that's and correct and then it turns so I, into that I'm thinking a wee bit further forward because I remember Brock won the undisputed and then took it to Smackdown that was 2002 at SummerSlam that he beat that's, the Rock that's correct yes sorry see that's why I'm here for a reason folks because Chris owns the DVDs and uh, well sorry doesn't watch them regular as he used to but still yeah. I'm getting in the routine of dinner now. Now that WrestleMania's coming around, I'm starting to watch like the biography. So, cool. so I've got Rodney Piper's in the DVD player. It's a true fact right there. <laughs> <laughs> Next pay per view was No Way Out from Milwaukee, Wisconsin, on February 17th, 2002. Which what strikes you about the front cover, Alan? Oh, it would have to be the spray paint that'd be over the N, the W, and the O. Is that right? Am I right? Yeah, I'll be right. A triple main event. Have you world order? That's what they say. <gasps> so I go through what's on the back of the card? On the, on the card? The main matches. Okay. Okay, so tag team turmoil. Winners get tag team title shot at WrestleMania X8. Hardy boys. Bad. Dudley boys. Yeah. Other boys. Boys, boys. <laughs> Christian and Lance Storm. APA. Scotty Too Hoddy and Albert. Oh, the hip-hop hippo. Ooh. Oh, I remember that. Giant Bernard now in Japan. Billy and Chuck. 
Uh, Goldust versus Rob Van Dam. Number one contender match: Triple H versus Kurt Angle. Special guest referee: Stephanie McMahon. Brass knuckles on a pole. W Intercontinental Championship. Yeah. Versus Edge. W Tag Team Championship. Taz and Spike Dudley versus Booker T and Tess. So you're telling me they retained against the Dudley boys? Oh, why? The Rock versus The Undertaker. An undisputed championship match. Chris Jericho versus Stone Cold Steve Austin. Wait a second. You said it wasn't an undisputed championship? Yeah, Yeah, but... it was still the two belts at this point. Oh, that's what I was. That's what I was trying to mean. Sorry, I wasn't meaning it was brand extended. I was, oh, meaning, no, it was, it, I was meaning it was a single main title in the yeah. sense, but obviously yes, two belts. Yeah, that's okay. That's, I'm not going insane then. That's okay. Insane in the membrane. Yeah. So I remember watching this, and then obviously I'd never watched a great deal of WCW in the past, so obviously I knew who these guys were. I knew who Hulk Hogan, Kevin Ash, Scott Hall were. Rose, I knew Scott Hall more as Razor Ramon. Just make an explanation. We did touch on the draft. Obviously, in the draft, we were talking about Hulk Hogan wasn't part of the NWO at that stage, but we have went back in time, so he is still with them. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, like, I, I knew who Razor Ramon was. I knew who Red Big, Dad- Big Daddy Cool Diesel was. <laughs> but it's Kevin Nash, yeah. Yeah. Um, so I didn't know about the faction of the NWO. Mm-hmm. So it was only whenever they came out and then, you know, like they were saying... They were like, oh my know, God, Hulk Hogan be a bad guy! <laughs> yeah, but I didn't mind. It was the little handkerchief thing that Scott Hall had in his hair. Well, that was just him trying to be crazy as always. Yeah, well he was. Um, and then, you know, we see them in the ring and they're cutting a promo saying like, people think we're going to be the this big, you know, like we're going to come in and we're, we're just here to have a good time. <laughs> and Jerry Lawler's like, see, I told you that nothing be wrong. And that all changed at the end because they cost Uncle Steve Austin the match and then Chris Jericho retained to go on to the next paper. And Stone Cold not be a happy bunny with that. Nope. If he gets in a handicap match. Because before it was meant to be Hulk Hogan versus The Rock, it was going to be Hulk Hogan versus Steve Austin. Mm-hmm. And that didn't happen because those two went, weren't particularly fond of each other. Mm-hmm. And then it would be The Rock got he got put in the back of an ambulance, and then the camera panned away, giving The Rock time to get out. And then Hulk Hogan went into a truck and said, "I'm going to lay the SmackDown and triple F NWO style." Uh. That they was the noise of Chuck Horn. <laughs> that was that was Kevin Nash in the background going, <laughs> yeah. and then Hulk Hogan he went and smooshed the ambulance. Yes. Like, oh my God, Rocky be dead. Yeah. So like, oh. and then they looked, and then they like ran away. Like they called the dogs. They completely like splattered the rock against the wall. Of Kevin. So, do you have a favorite match from this, Alan, or anything in particular you enjoyed? Just, just it was seeing the NWO come back because I remember actually this was when pay per views were still pretty tricky to see on Sky TV mm-hmm. so there were because um, I always remember setting up like a VHS video and recording them and all that sort of stuff <laughs> but they were all free still though but mm, you know back in the day uh, but I remember staying up and watching this pay-per-view all the way through because yes I'd watched a wee bit of WCW when I was very young um, and I'd seen bits of the NWO but it was you know rubbish NWO whereas was like when there was like 30-40 people yeah. in the NWO so I didn't know who the NWO was as a mm-hmm. core um, so I stayed up and watched this pay-per-view to see, you know, just who is the NWO and seeing Hogan come out and Nash coming out because I'd remembered all these people. And I was just like, ooh, this is quite interesting. So I really like that aspect of this pay-per-view. I like, even though 
um, before it happened, um, you see the Vince doing the promo, sure. the chair, and go like, I'm going to inject poison. I'm actually playing in one of the ad breaks, and then he spins around and goes like, the N W O. And then obviously you see that in the SmackDown versus Raw game, mm. which whatever year, well, I think it would have been either Shut Your Mouth or whatever. Would have been, been. been the one that came out at Christmas time for this year, yeah. I would have suspected. Yeah, but then you would have seen that there, so... Yep, so next up is WrestleMania, but we will do WrestleMania after the break, because it deserves a little bit of build-up. Oh, does it? Yes. Well, I think, or two in this. I think the match that probably have the promo played will be a certain icon versus another certain icon. Mm, I wonder who they are. It'd be Maven against Jerry... Uh, Lynn. That's Lynn. There you go. So yes, Icon versus Icon. Jerry Lynn versus Al Snow now. We'll see you after the break. Ta-ta. You're listening to a podcast on PopCultureNetwork.com. Be sure to head on over to the site at www.PopCultureNetwork.com to check out more podcasts and videos featuring toys, comic books, video games, and all the things you love. And while you're there, be sure to check out the Pop Culture Network store, where everything you purchase helps to keep us producing. Just head over to PopCultureNetwork.com and click on Store. Hi, this is Larry Cavi, the voice of Lionel from Thundercat. You're listening to Alan Price and Chris Vince on Operation Retroshock. Thunder, 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 Thundercat. Oh! You know, guys, it feels great to be back in this ring in the WWF. I mean, the WWF made Hulk Hogan a legend. But you know something? Something happened. And then you people turned on me. The WWF fans drove me out of the WWF. I'm the reason all you people are here. I'm the one that put the WWF on the map. I'm the one that made wrestling as big as it is today. There's nobody in this business... That's a bigger icon than I am. I'm the biggest star, past or present, in the wrestling world today. And there'll never, ever be a bigger star than Hollywood Hulk Hogan. Hulk Hogan and The Rock in the same ring. Who would have thought they would have ever seen Hogan and The Rock? It was not the people that drove you out of the WWF. They loved you. They believed in you, and damn it, The Rock believed in you. You are a legend. You are without a shadow of a doubt an icon, quite possibly the best ever. And seeing as you are back in the WWF, you talked about headlining, main eventing, WrestleMania after WrestleMania after WrestleMania. Well, Hulk Hogan, The Rock says, how do you feel about headlining one more WrestleMania with The Rock? Yes. It'll be a pleasure to kick your ass in WrestleMania. By the way, Rock, good luck. You're sure going to need it. Not as much as you, brother. Versus the Rock at WrestleMania, and the Rock bows down to Hollywood Hulk Hogan. 
you're a pitiful rock. After I beat you, rock, you're going to realize that you're ordinary. You're common. All these millions and millions of fans who are my fans first are going to see you kick your candy ass at 100% WrestleMania. See, Hogan, you can beat the rock in a tag. You can take a hammer to the back of the rock so you can try to end my career. But the fact remains is there is no way that he's not going to walk into WrestleMania, the biggest match ever. Whoop your candy ass. One, two, three. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> sorry, my broadcast partner was seeming to get a little bit excited there. Yeah, sorry, we'll turn it down a little notch there. Oh my god! Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, and it is time to continue our year in the making of 2002, which, next up, is a little, you might have heard this pay-per-view called Wrestlemania. Where apparently a record crowd of 68,237 gathered in Toronto to witness history in the making and a match-up no one ever thought possible. Plus, musical performances by Drowning Pool and Saliva. Yeah. Yes. Anywho, Toronto, Ontario, Canada played home to one of the, well, if it's not that, it would be the biggest match of all time. Well, yeah, one of the biggest matches of all time. But I remember, right, so we were talking, I think this was on one of the interviews that Triple H did, and said that to have the Hulk Hogan versus, Hollywood Hulk Hogan versus Rock at the end of WrestleMania kind of, for want of a better word, pisses on everything Mm -hmm. that's done before because it always should be a title defense at the end. Yes, and what happened in later years, Undertaker... And Shawn Michaels. So it, apparently it must be okay whenever you're Triple H's buddy and you're having a match at the end, where it's yeah. not no harm to Shawn Michaels and The Undertaker without great matches. But for me, this is one of my favourite WrestleMania matches ever. Ever, ever, ever. Forever, ever, forever, ever. Um, sh- simply because of the atmosphere. Should I go through the card? Yeah, go quickly through the card. Okay. Uh, WWF Intercontinental Championship William Regal versus RVD WWF European Championship DDP I'm gonna like you like you bang yeah and then he sued like Jay Z for using that stuff and then he was sued by another guy who said he uses diamond and it all go around the circle and it goes like oh, a diamond is an upside down oh, well moving on quickly diamond upside down is a <laughs> versus Christian WWF Hardcore Championship Goldust versus Maven, but that. <laughs> but more kind of goes along with that later on with like frying pans and little carts and stuff. Excuse me. Kane versus Kurt Angle. I don't really remember much about this match. Right. Rick Flair versus The Undertaker, which wasn't a bad match. Double hmm. uh, A comes out and hits a spine buster on The Undertaker. Edge versus I Booker T. If Undertaker up at the age he is, I just don't know. Edge versus Booker T. What's it? If memory serves, was something to do with a shampoo commercial. I think it might have been yeah. Stone Cold versus 
Stone Cold Steve Austin, sorry, versus Scott Hall. Special enforcer Kevin Nash. No, Kevin Nash came out with Scott Hall, and that was it. He wasn't an enforcer, anything. Uh, four-way uh, team elimination match for the WWF Tag Team Championship. Billy and Chuck versus the Hardy Boys versus the APA versus the Dudley Boys, which kind of really made the Tag Team Turmoil match at No Way Out redundant, since the Hardy Boys, the Dudley Boys, APA, and Billy and Chuck were all there anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jazz versus Lita versus Trish Stratus. Um... The Rock versus Hollywood Hulk Hogan, as we've just said. Chris Jericho with Stephanie McMahon versus Triple H. So you have the most powerful wrestler in the company and his wife in his opposite corner. Mm, that, but that was played upon in the storyline and the way up to that because Jericho and Stephanie, they don't like each other. And then they were like, we like each other, we have mutual respect. And then Chris Jericho says, we shouldn't have done that because it didn't really work. Mm-hmm. This is true, and yeah. uh, because he said he always should have hated Stephanie, and it is true fact that it's it's the Chris Jericho true fact. So yes, we have in this pay per view, Hulk Hogan versus The Rock, which again, the match didn't get underway for like two or three minutes because they basically had the stare down and the fans were going mental. Yeah, with this one that I have is obviously Hulk Hogan comes out to the NWO music. He comes out. To the proper NWO yes. music, whereas in like his um, Hulk Hogan Ultimate Anthology, which is the NWO generic one, mm-hmm. so with a lot of them it doesn't make sense because you see him going like the Four Life, which is obviously whenever mm-hmm. that happens in the music, whereas in the anthology one it makes no sense. Yeah, because I remember seeing that in the anthology one because it's really badly done. Usually WWE, if they change the theme, it's done reasonably well, so it is and all that sort of stuff. But in this one, you could hear. Obviously, they'd got Finkel to revoice it, revoice yeah, the intro, but you hear kind of an echo, yeah. like it's a really big echo. And you they've hear done that as well with in the complete anthology WrestleMania, WrestleMania Eight. Whenever Ric Flair comes down, yeah. it's his music that woo, and then you hear it kind of like you know from Charlotte, North Carolina. Yeah, and it's just like that, and just no. But it didn't. It didn't happen in. Uh, Edges Decade of Decadence DVD because they replaced his Rob Zombie Never Gonna Stop mm. with a kind of different version of the, their you know the original Edge yeah. and Christian song, but his entrances were fine. But that's maybe because it was Tony Chimel or something stupid because he had a squeaky voice. Yeah. Um, but yes, Hulk Hogan. Whoa, sorry, I'm wrecking the place. Um, Hulk Hogan versus The Rock, um, which, as if you're keeping up with your wrestling nowadays is sadly being compared to Mr. Cena facing off with The Rock in a war of words. Nowhere in this world should this match be compared to John Cena and The Rock. I can see people comparing The Rock in the position of Hulk Hogan and all that sort of stuff and that he's now the legend, Mm -hmm. so to say, but John Cena is nowhere near on the level The Rock was at this stage. WWE have missed a trick with this uh, Rock-John Cena Mm -hmm. feud. Mm -hmm with a game that's coming out All-Stars yeah if they had used that to promote that game yeah. as well said like you know matches you never thought you would see Big Show versus Andre the Giant Jake the Snake Roberts versus Randy Orton mm-hmm. you know that kind of thing but a match you are going to get to see is yeah. boom yeah 
because in the WWF magazine at the time it had dream matches and one of them actually in it was The Rock versus Hulk Hogan mm. but it had obviously a picture of The Rock picture of Hulk Hogan in the um, stuff. Yeah. but this was way before he even came back in the NWO and all that kind of stuff so um, so it's just a case of that there um, just reading that and then being able to see it and it was a ma- it's a match that I could put on at any time it's a match you cannot get sick of I, I cannot get, because the crowd is just to and fro and you know like it rocks there's, sucks chances there's maybe everything. about three or four matches in wrestling I can never get sick of watching this is one of them one or two of the others are Rock and Austin yeah I can't get sick of those matches that is likes of the WrestleMania 17 match and the WrestleMania 19 match I can't get sick of those two. Maybe 19 wasn't the best of their encounters, but 19 simply because it being Austin's last match and you yeah. see them sitting there and mm-hmm. all that sort of thing. But, but you know, Rock and Hogan, it was basically 99% wrestling fans' dream match to see in their yeah. lifetime. Simple as that. It's a case of you had the favourite of... The current time and the favourite of basically entire history. Okay, question for you. Hmm? Obviously, The Rock versus Hulk Hogan was a brilliant match, mm-hmm. but would you have preferred to see Hogan versus Austin? See, this is hard. Because, see, if you'd come to me and say we were sitting here now and it was 2002 and you were to ask me, you know, it was before WrestleMania, say it was a month away from WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. And this feud hadn't kicked up, and you were to come and say to me, "Would you rather see Rock versus Hogan or Austin versus Hogan?" I might have swinged to Austin, mm-hmm. but the thing is, if you look back now and see it, you wouldn't have wanted it any other way. Yeah. Because yes, Austin was so so popular, but I think the characteristics of Hogan and The Rock meshed better mm-hmm. than Austin and Hogan would have done. Yeah. I don't know about you. I think I, I mean I, I've always been it's a case of like back in the day you were either an HBK fan or a Bret Hart fan mm-hmm. and it's the same with you were either or Hogan Warrior or Rock Austin mm-hmm. um, whereas I would have thought that I think the Rock as Hogan says in his Hulk Still Rules DVD that the Rock didn't panic he like kind of absorbed the crowd you know like with every punch you know the crowd would boo him and stuff whereas I think that he would he brought a level of emotion to the match yeah. more than I think that Austin would have done. Now Austin, you know, Rock and Austin have charisma by the bucket load. Oh yeah, totally. But they're different styles of charisma. Yeah. The Rock style of charisma worked better mm-hmm. because he can play that crowd so so well. Yeah. And this is the thing with Rock is he, see when he eventually came back for his kind of small heel run and all that sort mm-hmm. of stuff. It worked still because he could still, even though he was one of the most loved guys ever, yeah. he was able to turn the crowd heel, which is where the argument arises that people still say Cena should go heel, you know, merchandise aside and all that sort of stuff. Because The Rock was able to go heel and people hated on him, but he could come back any other day and they would love him. It's something the likes of Cena would need, but in the terms of this here, you had the perfect thing where people just couldn't decide. Yeah, but I don't think if it was Austin that you would have seen Austin shaking Hogan's hand at the no. end and that kind of so that's, thing. That's one of the biggest parts of this match, beside it, beside it being obviously an amazing quality of matchup. Mm-hmm. That whole thing at the end where 
you know, the NWO turns on Hogan. Yeah. And, you know, obviously you saw The Rock extend his hand to Hogan. That just would not have happened with Austin. He'd maybe just went, he'd maybe just nodded the head and then left the ring or something yeah, like that. Yeah, or he probably would have given him a beer, drunk a beer, stunner, and then yeah, away he went. Yeah, off he'd went, and then everybody had been going off like, oh, he shouldn't have done that because it was Hulk Hogan and blah, blah, yeah. blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Whereas, again, it, this was played up on in the game of the year, because you saw Rock shaking the hand, and you know, you see him smiling, you know, because basically a wee bit like the way Edge explained that Hogan was always his guy. Yeah. It was probably a wee bit like that for Rock, because... Hogan was the guy everybody growing up mm. was used to and he was standing there and he was smiling and he was like, probably like <laughs> I'm in the ring with Hulk Hogan after yeah. this match and having a laugh and doing the poses and all that sort of thing um, I wouldn't have seen them kicking up a feud with the NWO and Hogan and Rock and all if it had been Austin mm-hmm. at all because obviously Austin had had his match earlier in the night versus uh Hall and all that sort of thing. Yeah. Who took one? Of the be- who took one of the best stunners? Probably, yeah. I'd say the third best stunner in history. Three best people to take a stunner are uh, Scott Hall in third place, number two Shane O'Mac, and number one The Rock. Yeah, Shane O'Mac. Whenever he stuns him in the beer, just the, whoosh, like yeah. a fountain, was brilliant. Yeah. And then obviously The Rock, number one, because simply he's taken the stunner so many times it's unbelievable. Is that what this pay per view will be remembered for? Is this match and not like the Triple H? Chris Jericho match. Yeah, it's it's simply well because this was getting to the period of time, and obviously Triple H had just come back, so it wasn't as bad here. But this led into the period of time of 2003, 2004, where everybody got so pissed off with Triple H because it was just the Triple H show. Yeah, you know, she's like, look, I've got another world title, another world title, another world title, and basically, because obviously, yes, it leads up here to the fact of the undisputed title becomes the WWE title again with Brock Lesnar going to SmackDown. And then Eric Bischoff just walks out with the old WCW belt, which became World Heavyweight Title, and said, there you go, Triple H. There you go. Yeah. There's another title to Triple H's reign. Mm-hmm. And he won it, well, he held it for a long period of time, but he won multiple times as well. So it's okay. just like, boost, 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 boost. Quick question for you. Obviously, with this here, we were saying that The Rock versus Hulk Hogan mm-hmm. um, is basically what that was. Um, um, was basically that will be what WrestleMania 18 is remembered for mm-hmm. very much in the same vein that last year's WrestleMania and WrestleMania before that will be remembered for Shawn Michaels mm-hmm. versus Undertaker now quick question for you uh, and I want you to think quick fast. quick quick, quick. Yep. <laughs> what were the title defences of the WWE Championship on WrestleMania 26 and 25 go 25 was World Heavyweight title was Undertaker Edge wasn't it WWE title no not 25 no 26 no 25 was... Sorry, I was sorry. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm one, ahead, one behind. 26 was... <laughs> 26 was... Uh, right, you see? So, yeah, it's, see, I can see this, where you're going here. This yeah. is where I'm going, is the fact that with big matches, yeah. you, the WWE Championship is kind of getting overshadowed. Sorry, well, I know now there was Edge and Chris Jericho, but I can't remember. WWE title, I would assume it was... Triple H and Randy Orton, I guess. Or yeah, because remember that yeah. was big flat. Yes, that was the that was the one that was just like went boom because yeah. they hit their finishers. But you see my point. It wasn't memorable. Yeah, you see my point. It's the fact that the WWE matches championship. Match, I'm not saying that the undercard should be pretty weak, but the, as of the last couple of years, the WWE championship matches have been very, very mediocre, if not below yeah. mediocre. Being very, like, very poor. Back, even if you go back to 25. The most memorable match in that pay-per-view obviously was the Ric Flair-Shawn Michaels one. But Is that not 24? I think it was 25. 
I think it was 25. Sure. I think it was 25, because isn't that the one that was in Florida? Isn't it? I could be wrong. Um, no, 24, I'm right. Yeah, it was 24, sorry. Yep. Um, yes! You look back, and what was it? I think it was 25 and 24, where obviously WWE title matches, I think Cena was involved in, because there was a triple threat in there. Okay, 25 was Edge versus Undertaker, mm-hmm. and uh, Randy yeah. Orton, Triple H, John Cena, yeah. 24. 25, Triple H, Randy Orton, Edge, and Undertaker. Uh, no, no, sorry, that's 26. I see I'm getting muddled up. 25 was Edge, uh, John Cena, Big Show. So we've seen it in triple threats all over the place then? Yeah, exactly. So anyway, we'll move on well, to the next one. Off the tracks there. <laughs> yeah, but it's fun. Uh-huh. Okay, next one, Backlash 2002. Backlash um, was I still think that name should never have been dropped as the perfect name for a pay-per-view after WrestleMania. Okay, so we have Billy Kidman. Sorry, sorry, one more sec, sorry. Okay. It's the perfect name for a pay-per-view after WrestleMania because what is the point, right? Every tour WWE does, either in the run-up to or just after WrestleMania, makes sense. Because house shows in the run-up to WrestleMania are called the Road to WrestleMania Tour. The house shows after, when they do international tours, most of the time over here, are the WrestleMania Revenge Tours. So the whole point is people getting revenge for if they'd lost at WrestleMania. Mm -hmm. Backlash is the perfect name to sum that up, whereas now it's, what is it, like, it's, it's like, what is it, the Fatal 4-Way pay-per-view or something like that. A pay-per-view that doesn't mean much. Mm-hmm. So it is, but that's the kind of the case with a lot of their pay per views now. So the fa- fact is that the, we we're no longer going to get money in the bank matches because that's a pay per view. Okay. We're no 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 longer going to get elimination money chamber. In the, bank. the best things off WrestleMania nowadays. Yeah, we're not going to get elimination chamber match. We're not really going to get steel cage matches because you know, like every. It seems to be going the TNA route that mainly all pay-per-views have. They're gimmicks gimmick. because you've yeah. extreme rules and all that sort of stuff. And they're thinking of getting rid of Survivor Series. And it's just like, that's been happening for the last year. It's just like... Ugh. Okay, so Cruiserweight Championship, Billy Kidman versus Tajiri with Tori Wilson. Humana, fun. Humana, Humana. Bradshaw versus Scott Hall. It's time to put the NWO in their place and Bradshaw wants the honour. Oh, lovely. Uh, well, well that's just the start of, That was kind of the start of the build-up for Bradshaw because he kind of... Dis- doesn't he disappear soon after this? And then he comes back as JBL. I think so, yeah. Uh, Women's Championship Jazz versus Trish Stratus. Hamana okay. Hamana. Jeff Hardy, um, who was actually uh, semi-conscious in the ring at this point, <coughs> versus Brock Lesnar with Paul Heyman. The next big thing makes his big-time debut on pay-per-view. Uh, Edge versus. That's long to get on the pay-per-view. Oh. Edge versus Kurt Angle. Old friends can sometimes make the best enemies. Intercontinental Championship, Rob Van Dam versus Eddie Guerrero, Latino Heat, oh sorry, Latino Heat is back and he's got a problem with the whole damn Absolute show. Best matches in that bit. High flying classic. Number one contender match, Stone Cold Steve Austin versus Undertaker. Mm. Uh, Raw owner Ric Flair swaps the bullseye on his back for Zebra Stripes as a special guest referee. Yes, I remember that. Uh, tag Team Championship, Billy and Chuck versus... Um, Scotty J. Holiday and Albert. <laughs> Al Snow and Maven. Oh, yeah. The teacher in the studio to challenge the tag team championship and their status Rico and undisputed championship Triple H versus Hollywood Hulk Hogan. The icon plays the game. Can Hulkamania run wild? Can he, hey? Hmm, I don't know. And he can. And this pay per view will always be remembered for the one where Chris Jericho comes down wearing bright red trousers and like a little. A little uh, checkered jumper, so he looked like he was playing drafts, and <laughs> uh, in case the lights went out, had something uh, vibrant to yeah, wear. Sparkly, shiny on. Yeah, but obviously, um, remember a couple of things about this Stone Cold Steve Austin vs. Undertaker. Um, 
Undertaker pins Austin. Austin fits on the rope. Undertaker goes like that and takes the foot off the rope. And then you see... Was this um, around the time Undertaker was going heel? Yeah, he was the, uh, he was the American badass at that point. Um, this is where I remember that was wasn't that around that time wasn't that like last year's WrestleMania I got into the argument with Julie a good argument about uh, the lyrics in Undertaker's American Badass song saying that she said that he lost the lyrics when he went heel yeah and I was like no 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 he, he kept it for a while and then they went away and then it turned out she was right um, <laughs> and, I was and then I lose so it. they went backstage and then somebody says oh Rick we want to show you this and he looks at the monitor and then he, you just hear him. I can't remember what the swear word is, but you hear him cuss, <laughs> and which was quite funny. Um, I Ric Flair can. Yeah, RVD versus Eric Guerrero, obviously brilliant match, and Triple H versus Hulk Hogan. Well, that was played up as the Battle of the Frog Splashes. Yeah, true, true. Uh, Triple H versus Hulk Hogan, obviously Hogan wins, and again, Triple H at the end shakes his hand, and then you know Hulkamania is reborn. Um, <laughs> Obviously, Hulk Hogan is in his um, red and yellow, which was just awesome to see. But he didn't have real American in this. He had Voodoo Child, or as my iPod seems to think, Voodoo Chili by uh, Jimi Hendrix. Awesome song, though. Yeah. Because it really... Chop it down with it. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. Is it so works for Hogan? Obviously, yeah, real American and all is Hogan. But for kind of his semi-transition from... NWO into red and yellow again I think it was a good choice because he always would come out, out usually when he did his entrance and go like that you know chopping yeah. his hand and the, his other hand and just played into the song really really well it did it did but um, that's what I remember about the pair of views anyway although ha- having said that it seems to be a tra- uh, trend with all the ones that we're going through women's matches don't seem to make much of an impression the females well, do a lot of, a lot of the women's matches here this year so far is uh, Jazz and Trish Stratus there's not much variation <laughs> yeah. in here there maybe yeah. maybe throw a third person in now and again uh, well well, next one is um, Jazz is still there so is Trish Stratus mm, there's, it was the same yeah, two oh my god I can't believe that person's name is on that this, the next one we'll oh, get on to was from London England home of the Queen Mother that's right mm. I thought you were about to say Canadian wrestler X <laughs> no, he hasn't. Uh, he, he hasn't appeared so far. Was he out with a neck injury this He stage? must have been, yeah. Too much weight there, Chris. Oh. Not my fault. <laughs> no, not you. Other, <laughs> other, other Chris. Uh, also, by the way, um, DVD extras include five backstage interviews, the Dudley Boys reunion, awesome. an interview with Trish Stratus, and Brock Lesnar's impact. Ah, uh, pun. <laughs> um, so do you remember much about this? Pay-per-view. Oh, basically, like you were saying there, the uh, Hulk Hogan match. Um, Not the Al Snow and Maven. No, 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 no. But the other match. By the way, folks, Sorry. just while we're kind of on this, if you do like Tough Enough, and obviously in the night of you listening to this, if this is, say, the night of WrestleMania, obviously Tough Enough is on the night after. Mm-hmm. Fan of Tough Enough, go to Total Wrestling Show. What? Dot com. What? And Yes. What? And uh, you can click on listen what? or um, whatever, and um, you can listen to the Tough Enough special that the guys did. Uh, there, um, they do like a legacy one, so you can listen to that there. Also available on iTunes. We'll probably pop the link um, to their shows and stuff in our thing. So what? You, can, you know what? Watch us saying, shut up. Oh damn! I know. So next one is the UK's pay-per-view which we don't have anymore we just have an episode of the show yay great you'll probably buy them on all on VHS 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 yes yeah for video and DVD <laughs> which is Insurrection in 2002 uh, Insurrection with an X 
Interesting. I used to love these pay-per-views being UK, you know, that we actually had our own pay-per-view. Yeah, Insurrection, there was another one, Rebellion, was the other yeah. one as well. So, um, Divas Tag Match, Jazz and Molly Holly versus Trish Stratus and Jacqueline. Is that isn't? I think it's maybe two thousand and one. Is Scott? Is sorry? Is Grandmaster Sexy and like an open no. match? And that must be two thousand one then, because I remember with two thousand one's interaction basically, and it usually happened most of the time with the UK pay-per-views because of the arenas. You're talking. About, you're going to talk about the parallel yeah. and my dismissal. Because basically, and they always used to do these in like Earl's Court or Manchester, and the way those arenas are set up. They're in such a shape that when the pyro goes off, the smoke that is left over does not clear. And it basically looks <laughs> like a giant mist fills the arena. Yeah. Like I the re- entire first match. I remember like, watching that. Because it was one, it was Rock versus Austin in the steel cage. And it was like the old like blue steel cage, like from WrestleMania like 2, Hogan Bundy. It was like one of those ones. Uh, so we have the European Championship match, Spike Dudley versus William Regal. Hardy Boys versus Brock Lesnar with Paul Heyman and Sean Stasiak. Bradshaw versus <laughs> Bradshaw versus X Pac. Stephen Richards versus Booker T. Eddie Guerrero versus RVD again. Stone Cold Steve Austin versus Big Show. What are you highlighting to me? Nothing. Nothing. Don't worry. Uh, Don't Triple panic. H. Don't panic. And Triple H versus The Undertaker. So again. Um, Hulk Hogan kind of hasn't um, come over to over because to he England. Yeah, so yeah, it's just typical. Really. Yeah. yeah, that's always been my dream is to watch is to see Hulk Hogan. We'll just send you the impact zone. You can be like, yay, dried up Hogan. Oh, yeah, that'd be <laughs> awesome. Yeah, indeed. Uh, gotta say, unfortunately, because forgettable, forgettable pay for you for me. It's not really worth you purchasing the money. Um, purchasing the money? Purchasing the Purchase DVD with the money. Have the money in the first place. Yeah, but uh, not really something that it's I It's typical of just, as again, what WWE normally do is, which is probably why they decided to switch it to uh, just TV tapings, is the fact that they don't want to give us a lot for our money. And they, Although... Obviously, t- they don't want to waste material and put in really huge, huge, like, you know, Hell in a Cell match or something like that. Although... We will come on to something along those lines with the next pay-per-view that you seem to have brought up with, um, which is something good. I don't, I don't know what you were highlighting there, but what does that mean? Does that mean we're going to a break? We're going to a break, yes, because it's a big pay-per-view coming up again. <laughs> I was going to say for break, do that, but then that looks that's like something else. That's, that's, <laughs> just, that's just, Indian wrestler act. <laughs> just hit your head then. Yeah, just like... Yeah. Or even just... Or even... Or even just um, do that, and then go like break. I'll just take a drink. Oh wait, that doesn't work. And no, yes, so clear. Like we're going to go to the break and come back with Judgment Day, 2002, which was in May, uh, May the 9th, from Nashville, Tennessee, home of a certain you know other brand of wrestling, which also got formed in this year. But we'll talk about that later. Will we? Maybe. I don't. Okay. Uh, so wrong, folks. What's up, folks? You are listening to Operation Retro Shock with crazy cool Chris Vent and awfully awesome Alan Price. If one of your favorite retro memories happens to be Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, then by all means, check out Radical Retro Turtle Toy Talk on PopCultureNetwork.com. Every week we get reacquainted with old friends from the original Playmates TMNT toy line. Fab Four fans new and old won't be sorry for checking it out. That's Radical Retro Turtle Toy Talk, and you can only find it on PopCultureNetwork.com. Turtle Power! This is the Toy. 
He'll rise higher than ever before and then fall so much further. This is the day he finds out who I am. Be by my room. Okay. Where are we? Where we have never ever been. Look how cool this stuff is. I've killed hundreds of Time Lords. Fear me, I've killed all of them. I've been running my whole life. Now it's time for me to stop. Doctor Who, coming soon to BBC One and BBC One HD. Hey guys, I'm Rob Bass from Not Mitten Box, and you're with Chris Vint and Alan Price, and this is Operation Retroshock, only on the Pop Culture Network. As I lay me down to sleep, I pray my soul is mine to keep. My soul can never step outside this bed, into all the evil. The time has come. Have you had a good life? The moment of truth is now. Are you proud of what you've done? The night of reckoning is here. Do you like who you've become? Who you've become? I am gonna take Chris Jericho straight to hell. I'm walking and I'm talking. I'm gonna whip your little ass like it's never been whipped before. Hell in the sand The most brutal match ever devised You will bleed, sweat, and pay the price of a wrestling fight I know Hulkamania will live forever I want to destroy the legend that is Hulk Hogan Did you finish what you started? Did you accomplish your goals? Did you fall short? The time has come. Time has come. The moment of truth is now. Now. Judgment, Judgment Day is upon us. Is upon us. God have mercy on their souls. So welcome back from the break, folks. And we're going to go from insurrection to what everyone has is... Insurrection. <laughs> what? Insert erection. <laughs> yeah, erection. <laughs> In your erection. That's what it's called. To Judgment Day. Alan's Judgment Day is coming pretty soon because he said erection. <laughs> I erected a building in New York. It's okay. Did you? Yeah, I was helping them erect the Freedom Tower, Crown Zero. They actually, can, you can actually do that. They give you like a brick and you hand it over to them and like technically you're building and stuff. I don't know. Random, I know, but hey. Moving on to Judgment Day, May 9th in Nashville, Tennessee, just down the road from where Jerry Lawler lives in Memphis. Lovely stuff. I'm the king. Oh no, wait, he be dead. <laughs> king, king? What? Jerry Elvis? Lawler is not dead. Alright, that, that king, that's okay. Yeah. He died while he was on the toilet, eating a Big Mac and uh, chili fries. And they were... And they were... The lesson, never take food in the toilet. Don't eat while you're having a poop, because... 
uh, if it come out one end and it's going in the other end, there's going to be some explosion inside and you're going to die. Please get off this poopy subject. That <laughs> does not work with me saying poopy, but I didn't want to say a swear, and you have to bleep it. Mm-hmm. be like, Chris, where, where do you say the SH1T word? Chris, Judgment Day. I don't have it You've, lost, you've lost it, okay. I but told you, I, there's two pay-per-views I don't have, but should be listed on the It's okay, you yeah. Nashville, Tennessee. There's about, what, it's two big matches, really, in this pay-per-view? Um... <laughs> Sorry, I'm going to burp. Yes, so uh, Hulk Hogan versus The Undertaker. What the Dirty. Pardon me, Fred. Yeah, so Undertaker versus Hulk Hogan for Undisputed Championship, and sadly, Hulk Hogan loses. Yeah, he gets like a two month three in. Not even because Interaction's kind of like a halfway house. So? Whatever. You were like, Hulk Hogan got a WWE title, I'm off. Shut up, you're a Maven fan, you never got the championship. <laughs> Look at my eyebrows! I'll be a teacher now. So, yes, we had Tigger Hogan, but then also in a hair versus hair match, we had Angle versus Edge, which was playing on that they used to be buddies when it was Edge and Christian and stuff like that, and Edge be now like, I don't like you, and Angle be like, I don't like you either. It's like, I know what we do. We put our hair on the line because Angle's like, I'm going to shave off all your hair. And then it kind of backfired and Angle was bald from that day ever forward. Yeah, and then he had like the wee rug with the um, wrestling. Um, yeah, amateur wrestling gear on. <laughs> yeah, the thing that looked like Rick Steiner used to wear. <laughs> <laughs> <No>. <laughs> what stands out to you from the Tiger Hogan match? Um, I honestly don't really remember much about this match. Um, Hogan was I, very, I think in this match uh, well, pretty dominated uh, yeah Hogan did not sell the choke slam whatsoever well, like. I remember this is the one where basically Undertaker has to manually put Hogan up for the choke slam when I say manually basically Hogan didn't jump well he went to jump timed it wrong and then tri- tri- uh, not Triple H Undertaker just went and just went boom slammed him down like hell yeah because those two never got on uh-oh, spaghetti ears. A future match that Hulk Hogan has versus Shawn Michaels, which is made famous in Hogan Was Best because there'd be the boy that come around to the house and be like, I'm friend of Brooke, but I want more than that. <laughs> and he'd be a sneaky little so-and-so. Um, and then Hulk take him into the room to watch some wrestling and have some bonding time to see if he a nice guy. Oh, I remember this. Yeah. Favourite match, brother. And he'd be like, uh, you're one with Rocky. And he's like, you know, that's not really... And then the guy replied says sure is the rest not real do you not like put ketchup on your face and the shot those matches going on in the background and he's like no that's real blood brother and he's like oh I screw up no but he said you you versus Rocky and goes like oh the rock and he goes like no Rocky from Rocky 3 it was just like that was, no that was and then he said like you had to pour ketchup on your face and you're like oh and then doesn't he put him on the massage table and like leaves him there for about an hour and a half and go, uh. And you just see this wee bit of air that's going up between his legs. And it's just <laughs> yeah. like, what is this? And it wasn't broke. <laughs> oh dear. But yeah, that, the match was in the background, so it was him versus Shawn Michaels, which I find really odd that he was watching, considering the fact that he would have been really pissed off watching that match because basically Sean oversold everything. Yeah. But I love that match for that fact because Sean yeah, is just hilarious because like. He boots Sean in the face. Sean goes down, then he gets up and front flips, and then goes out of the ring. <laughs> and then there was also what is there also the punch that like Sean just flips himself up and over the ropes. Yeah, on, he does and he something falls like halfway that. Up the ramp. But you saw like whenever Hogan pins Sean um, for the three, and obviously 
Tom Jobs to Hogan. You see Hogan like tap Sean in the stomach as if to say, Good match, brother, and you're thinking, Have you seen anything that's went on here? But anyway, we're getting way off topic. Well, that's sorry, one, one more thing about that match. Um, <sighs> it's when you were saying about the tapping on his chest and like, Good match, it's just like, and you know, what, how did he not see this stuff that's going on? He, he clearly did because the bit where he boots Michaels and he does, he goes down yeah, and he his face. Flip, you just see Hogan turning and going, Huh? You know, but uh, anyway, unfortunately, this was the end for Hulk Hogan when it comes to the undisputed WWE title, and it was back around the waist of the Dead Man. And this was only like the Dead Man's like third or fourth was it like his third or fourth reign as champion Some, at the stage? Because like I remember he, this. He hasn't been a very. He's up at about was it seven odds now, so it is. Yeah. But he at this stage he really hadn't had a lot of reigns. Yeah, I think before he went to WrestleMania with the belt, I think it was like. Five, mm-hmm. I want to say something like that. He's getting up there now, but it's weird seeing saying like that. Undertaker has like six or seven reigns as world champion, and Edge but, has like eleven. But Hulk Hogan only has six. <laughs> That's true, but he has one of the longer reigns, mm-hmm. which is true fact right there. Now, prize true fact of the evening. Next pay per view is June the twenty third. Which is King of the Ring 2002, Undertaker versus Triple Aye. H. Alan, this title, mm-hmm. King of the Ring, mm-hmm. do you want to say what we were talking about earlier on with in- Insurrection and what you had an idea about that? Oh, yes, the, yeah, I've, I've said this many times. <laughs> Sorry, you just saw the light bulb go off on top of Alan's head. <laughs> um, yes, um, this is something I've always hammered home about uh, when it comes to. WWE and bringing a pay-per-view back to the UK, which I think would work. The whole argument about, well, they wouldn't get as many buys because it would have to be on in the UK at like 1am for it to be a live event and all that sort of thing. You could do a pay-per-view in the UK and stream it out because you have have American football and all that goes out early on a Sunday. You know, we're going through here now to, there's the potential NFL lockout here. American football, like ha- what happened in hockey a couple of years ago, for a year, maybe two. So you've got a good, you know, you've a good opportunity here, WWE, for be it unlikely this year. I would very much doubt it, but possibly next year when there's this lockout, possibly of the NFL, to do a UK WWE pay per view and have it in the US at maybe early afternoon lunchtime because. If you have this pay-per-view going on in the UK, and maybe it's going out in the UK, maybe at about... If you start it later than you would normally with a pay-per-view, say in the UK it kicks off at maybe 9pm. Mm-hmm. On the East Coast, that would be 4 o'clock in the afternoon. At the earliest, it would be 1 o'clock um, at Pacific time. So you're talking, you know, an early afternoon pay-per-view in the US. So if there's a lockout, there's no Sunday afternoon football games or anything like that to interrupt with your buy rate. So if WWE were to do that, what you were specifically pointing me towards is the fact that I, I've always thought that King of the Ring would be the perfect pay-per-view to bring back in the UK because obviously the UK has a royal family and it could play off that and it would be perfect for the UK. So if you were to bring the King of the Ring back in the UK... You would get fantastic buy rates in the UK, obviously, because Insurrection and Rebellion always did decent buy rates for UK audience because it was like, <gasps> you know, this is our pay-per-view. Yeah. Um, so people went out and bought it, and then if there's no football going on, people will still buy it and enjoy it on their Sunday. Because mm, they still release, like, the WWE Live in the UK, mm-hmm. those DVDs that sold version.co.uk. 
Mm-hmm, exactly. So I think that would be a good potential for WWE to do, but I highly doubt it'll ever happen. You know, you never know. Sometime when Vince eventually, you know, retires and fades into the background, and Triple H and Stephanie take over more so. Looks like Triple H is going to take the reins more than anything because he's been doing so much backstage and running the shows. Um, never know. Triple H may just decide to do UK pay per view test it out. We can only hope. We can only mm-hmm. hope. Um, so we, you know, we'd been thinking about a year ago about going over to see like Monday Night Raw or Friday Night SmackDown being recorded. But in the state kind of wrestling's went in the last year, you've kind of fell out of love with it on a huge level of following it every week. You're following it a wee bit more now because obviously it's again anybody who kind of falls out of wrestling always t- tends to pick it up around WrestleMania. Yeah. Um, it would be the one thing that would get me to specifically fly over to the UK and go to a WWE show at the moment would be a pay-per-view but nothing else mm. I don't think I've been to watch like a WWE taping which was ECW followed by Raw and then Smackdown the next night which I kind of overdid it yeah you kind of pooped yourself out there yeah whereas I went with my dad as well my dad not being a lover of wrestling even though he really liked because this was whenever DX reformed, you know, like Triple H and Shawn yeah. Michaels. Um, For everybody that's wondering, it was the episode where, if you remember, DX were outside and purchased tickets off of Crime Time. Yeah. And it was, and it was well where uh, Triple H spread like mustard and ketchup on Lita and that sort of a thing. But yeah, it was on. it's on the new improved DX 3-disc set from Silverstone.co.uk. Just pin the name again. Chris is advertising again. I think it's on disc 3, Manchester. That was the one that I was actually at. So, so wasn't it you got to see the one where because that was the episode where Sean couldn't keep his face straight when he was out the back with crime time and they had to we, re-record it yeah we actually saw the mess up of mm-hmm. that and then you know obviously they had to redo it um, and then um, that was whenever Piper and Flair were tag champs mm-hmm. and they were fighting against Orton and Edge so that was whenever Piper had been diagnosed with cancer. Ah, yes, I we saw that. Piper come down the ring, and then they attacked him with the chair. So then he was taken away. And then, and then that's whenever we saw new champions be crowned. So rated RKO. I, I got to see a title change, which was pretty, pretty sweet. Cool. Yeah, yeah. So I have some good videos from that. But anyway, getting off topic. King of the Ring 2002, Columbus, Ohio. Undertaker versus Triple H. RVD versus Brock for the title shot at SummerSlam, and Hogan versus Angle. Yeah, so we have King of the Ring Tournament semi-finals, Tess versus Brock Lesnar, RVD versus Chris Jericho, The Hurricane versus Jimmy Noble with Nidia for the Cruiserweight awesome. Championship, Ric Flair versus Eddie Guerrero, Trish Stratus versus Molly Holly, Hulk Hogan. My God, Jazz wasn't involved. I know. Uh, Hulk Hogan versus Kurt Angle. Winner gets a shot at WWE Undisputed Championship at SummerSlam King of the Ring final match, RVD versus Brock Lesnar, and Undertaker versus Triple H. Um, Nothing really huge. Obviously, this is whenever Brock's major push is going on. Another thing that's mentioned in this is the backstage skit with Booker T, Goldust, and the returning Rock. Yes. Which is one of the funniest things I have ever seen. Um, And we'll actually play the audio in one of the breaks from that as well. But it's hilarious because um, Goldust kind of paints up an eyebrow and stuff, and The Rock and Booker T and him just have this brilliant banter thing, which is just absolutely hilarious. Um, but obviously, Hulk Hogan versus Kurt Angle, this was like um, this was the first match that Hulk Hogan ever submitted in because um, Kurt Angle put the ankle lock on him and he tapped out. Um, I don't really remember 
We'll justify the next one. We'll find out who the champion was. Well, Undertaker must have retained then. Cause yeah, he did. Yeah. Um, and I don't really remember. Don't really remember much about Ric Flair Eddie Guerrero match. No, honest. it's one that doesn't stand out to me. You would have yeah. thought it would have, but it didn't for some reason. Oh, well. But the next one's Vengeance. July twenty no. first. No. What's wrong with you? I've just seen a name here that I will continue to see on pay-per-views for years to come. Oh, yes, I see what you mean. <laughs> it's just like, every, oh, it's right. just like everybody have cry. Have to be careful. Oh, I'm guessing Canadian Wrestler X is coming up here. Bubba Ray Dudley and Spike Dudley versus, as Alan just said there, and Eddie Guerrero. WWE Cruiserweight Championship. Jimmy Noble again with Nidia versus Billy Kidman. European Championship match. Jeff Hardy versus William Regal. Chris Jericho versus John Cena, who was making his pay-per-view debut. Because this was shortly after his running with Kurt over the whole "I have ruthless aggression." Like, yeah, uh, yes, Mr. Green Pants. Just that's obviously what they were pushing after the Attitude Era was ruthless aggression. You know? I remember seeing. I think it was the WWE tour was coming back to the UK. I think WWE came back to the UK, and it was the first time in Northern Ireland. In Many's a year was like the November of this year or something. Down the Dirty Tour. The Down the Dirty Tour, and that was when John Cena had just started really mm-hmm. the house show circuit. I, li- I liked them then. No, because that was when he was in his green shorts and all that sort of Because I remember he had the Down and Dirty Tour in 2002 in the winter, and then they came back in 2003 with uh, Tour de Force, mm-hmm. and that was just as he was starting his rap gimmick because he had like his vanilla ice hat on and all that sort of stuff. B squared and all that jazz. Mm. Intercontinental Championship RVD versus Brock Lesnar with Paul Heyman. Um, RVD was the champion. Brock Lesnar beat him, but I think it was via disqualification or uh, the title didn't change hands. No disqualification, no contact. Booker T versus Big Show. Extremely random. Uh, Tag Team Championship uh, Hulk Hogan and Edge versus Christian Lance Storm. Hogan and uh, Edge obviously won the um, championship on SmackDown Independence Day, July 4th. Um, so, I mean, they only had a reign for like three weeks. <laughs> uh, triple threat match for the Undisputed Championship Undertaker versus Kurt Angle versus the returning Rock on pay per view. So, the Rock hadn't actually been on a pay per view then since Mania, WrestleMania mm-hmm. 18. So, good I can't remember why he disappeared. Was it to do him? It was to do the Scorpion King, wasn't it? Uh, yeah. That was the Scorpion then, King, yeah. In 2003, that's whenever Hogan and Rock No Way Out have their rematch and Hogan is obviously face and Rock's heel and he's bald and stuff so. yes so I remember this um, but uh, yeah <laughs> Jericho for not the first time well not the last time would for get like a many times match. yeah would get a decent match out of um, John Cena and lost yeah. a lot to John Cena as well in the coming years uh, Booker T vs Big Show no nothing about Hogan versus Edge. Nice to see those two win as a tag team. I remember that was the thing that Edge looked like a kid in. Yeah, because you saw him with the American like flag as like well. Here with, and I won the tag titles with my hero, Hulk Hogan. Yeah. Because um, isn't that the one that was... That was the thing. It was when Edge went to... Was it a WrestleMania in Toronto, was it? And he saw... Six, uh, Hogan Warrior. Because he was in the crowd. And actually, and if you look it back and... Uh, kind of the Edge documentaries they actually found him in the crowd a bit yeah. like they did with Mick Foley because yeah. they showed Mick Foley in his flannel shirt in one of the shows and then and obviously RVD kissing Minnie Dorman's feet mm. as well which is quite strange like, oh, oh spaghetti um, 
Extra 7 WWE interviews Tag Team Championship match Hulk Hogan and Edge versus Billy and Chuck so that's obviously to show you how they actually uh, came to win the belt obviously it's featured on his anthology DVD DVD as well so um and we'll no doubt find out more about it uh, in the com- oh, it <laughs> in the coming year because they're obviously going to be doing a proper um, Edge documentary style DVD. Obviously, the Decade of Decadence was more a match-based DVD. What's confusing you now? No, I'm keeping this out because it has extras on it that I didn't know there was. All right, well, fair enough. Uh, what we have next, it isn't actually, we're kind of going a wee bit off script. <laughs> what a surprise. <laughs> Do we actually have not, a script? Not we have a script, we have bullet points, and then <laughs> yeah. we just completely ramble. Um, but going off our bullet points, uh, we weren't originally going to touch on this, but we've decided what the hell is uh, the Global Warming Tour watch was, watch was uh, which was down under in Melbourne uh, in on August 10th, so this was just before, it was like a fortnight before SummerSlam, mm-hmm. and uh, it's kind of one of, I would consider it one of The Rock's last house tours. And this has to be one of the worst taglines ever. WWE invades the land down under. You better run. You better take cover. Wow. Okay, so we have chapters. Uh, Stephanie McMahon apparently is a chapter. Mm. Uh, getting down dirty with uh, Rikishi. This woman loves fat Samoans. That's all he's saying, folks. That's all I'm saying. So we have a Kiss My Ass match, which is Rikishi versus Rico. Yes, yes, he won. Then uh, Jimmy Noble and Nidia go surfing. Yay! Then we have Cruiserweight title, (laughs) Jimmy Noble versus the Hurricane. Then on... Enough drugs coming through. Then on, we have Lance Storm, Christian and Kurt Angle. If I could be serious for a minute. At the zoo. Yay! Tag Team Championship, Lance Storm and Christian versus Billy Kidman and Rey Mysterio. Edge and Tori Wilson. That's a a reunification of a tag team there from WCW, Billy Kidman and Ray Ray. Uh Edge and Tori Wilson turn Melbourne. Chris Jericho versus Edge. Fan Frenzy. Future WrestleMania main event there. Bram Panty's match, Stacey Keebler versus Tori Wilson. (laughs) Charity uh, Challenge Dinner. Yeah. Triple threat match for the WWE Undisputed cha- title The Rock versus Triple H versus Brock Lesnar Then we have matches from Sydney, Australia March 6, Bye, 1986 Mike. We have the Rougeos versus the Moondogs Don Morocco, Mr. Fuji versus SD Jones and King Tonga and Andre the Giant versus Big John Studd So, Amazing. yeah Again, this is a, like an interaction Yeah, for Down Under this is, These ones, folks, I've pepped up dirt cheap because this is, this is actually an American DVD. I don't think it was actually released in the UK. Uh, you know, all right there. Yeah, yeah. Your microphone's not in your eye, I don't know. No, no, I'm not eye microphoning today. You'll maybe find that out, ladies and gentlemen, and it okay. takes some time. Um, right, so we're going to go from one of the weakest pay-per-views to, in my opinion, one of the strongest pay-per-views two, yeah. from... Uh, opening match to the end match. Mm-hmm. Be Slam 2002, brother. Indeed. Um, I'll just go through... Um, now, obviously, between the time of Vengeance and SummerSlam, we had a gentleman come back in the forefront of wrestling, and this was his... going to be, in his words, his one-night stand of wrestling, which was Shawn Michaels. <laughs> Which would then turn in from 2002 till, say, about eight years later. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so kind of one night. He fell in love with the business again. Yeah. 
So, right, we have Rey Mysterio versus Carangle. Oh, Rick I remember. Flair, I remember that. That was a good match. Ric Flair versus Chris Jericho. Mm. Edge versus Eddie Guerrero. Very good. Lance Storm and Christian versus Booker T and Goldust. Booker T and Goldust were actually a pretty good tag team. Uh, RVD versus someone. Undertaker that versus Canadian Test. X. Th- yeah, this is whenever Undertaker was um, faced again because the Americans were floating around. Yes, I remember this. Non-sanctioned match: Shawn Michaels versus Triple H, which was brilliant. And which is, wasn't it? This is where wasn't it? Just before this, that supposedly DX were reunifying on Raw before this. Wasn't yeah, this it? was whenever Triple H pedigreed Shawn. Yeah, and The Rock versus Brock Lesnar for the undisputed championship, which obviously The Rock got booed like there was no tomorrow and then we didn't see him again for a while yeah. if memory serves before I came back and it's like the people turned on the rock yeah exactly uh, Shawn Michaels versus Triple H for me which was epic brilliant match um, the Rey Mysterio versus Kurt Angle match I am not a fan of Rey Mysterio I'm a big this Kurt is Angle fan this is still half decent though yeah I was going to say this is one of my favourite Rey Mysterio matches well this is this is like towards the start of Rey Rey's return because he returned if I remember rightly well he didn't return but he came to the WWE around the summer time of this because mm-hmm. you've started picking him up there from I think it was around Judgment Day no then, it's not about King of the Ring or an extra on this is Brock Lesnar's training which you see him running along with a log and then scary the individual. ice bath and everything scary so. man if that's what he was doing training wise when he's in WWE I don't want to know the stuff he does when he does UFC <laughs> exactly it's just it's, it's scary as hell um, but like SummerSlam was fantastic because you're actually seeing a lot of the minute here and the, the way obviously sorry Alan um, we also have here a couple of things that I forgot to mention um, R.I.P. Hulkamania this is whenever you see that Brock destroys Hogan um, and then we also have Lillian Garcia kicks Hardfinkel where it hurts oh jeez so you know that's but, uh, uh, I think that's whenever she kicks him in the balls and then she falls on her hoop yeah probably um but yeah, this is obviously the Triple H HBK match. Uh, you'll notice if you're watching mainstream WWE TV the last you know weeks in the run up here to WrestleMania, um, it's what they've been using a lot because they've been using promos from Sean mm-hmm. you know, in the weeks here running up saying you know Sean's talking about you know how hard it is to beat the Undertaker and also how you know ruthless Triple H is in the ring. And a lot of the footage they're actually showing you is the likes of this unsanctioned street fight. Yeah. You know, because what is it? Sean's wearing jeans and all that yeah. stuff, so it was very. You know, this is not a wrestling match. Yeah. So, excuse me. Sorry. Very good pay per view, and probably alongside WrestleMania would probably be strongest. One of the strongest, I think. Um, Survivor Series, which we'll get onto later on, was a very good one as well. So, any uh, else to add there, Alan? No, no, not at all. Thought you would say about the. Booker T and Goldust uh, formation there? No, you're alright. I'll be okay. I kind of had the comments saying they were a decent wee tag team. Okay. Uh, move on to Unforgiven then. Which is the first pay-per-view with Brocky Boy on the front and a major, major kind of on his own yep. sort of dealio. Mm-hmm. Yeah, was obviously been on pay-per-view fronts before, but he's been with other people. That was uh, apparently Shut Your Mouth for PS2 was out November 2002, so it would have been 2003 that Here Comes the Pain would have come out then. Um, you're trying to push him and then he goes nah I'm going to play American football and then oh dear that failed so I'm going to go to UFC now we start with an 8 man tag team match Kane Booker T Goldust uh, Bubba Ray Dudley versus the Un-Americans which I would imagine would have been Lance Storm 
Christian Tast. and sorry, Christian Test, yeah. William Regal. William Regal. That's right. Uh Intercontinental Championship Jericho versus Flair. Edge versus Eddie Guerrero. Interpromotional tag team match. Um Billy and Chuck versus Rosie and Jamal. Did I hear three minutes? Uh, World Heavyweight Championship. So this is whenever Triple H was the... World Heavyweight Champion. Yep. Wasn't it Reefer uh, in this? It was, yeah. Uh, Trish Stratus versus Molly Holly. Um, this is when Molly Holly... Was Was this before... So uh, this is where the granny panties... Yeah, that's what I was about to say. This is brown hair Molly Holly, isn't yep. it? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Kurt Angle versus someone who always had good matches with. And Brock Lesnar <laughs> versus The Undertaker. Which is the lead-up to another match the following pay-per-view. So it is between Brock Lesnar and Undertaker, which yes, is pretty significant, but we'll see of that for a minute. Um, but this, you know, this is kind of the start of Brock really going for it. Now this is, you know, he has... The spotlight is on him. His name, the next big thing, mm-hmm. has come really to fruition. And uh, all thanks to Mr. You know, Heyman... Well, I'm just I'm just looking at the running times of these DVDs now. Obviously, with a lot of the wrestling, it's normally around 120 odd minutes. You know, round about it's normally about it's not the full three hours, but all the approximate running times of these are all over, are all around the 180 yeah. minutes. You know, whereas I don't think we really get that anymore. Um, with the likes of WrestleMania being the only exception. Mm. Anyway, but anything to add before of Unforgiven before we no, I think, go to a break? I think Unforgiven's the perfect place to kind of take a wee pit stop here because obviously the next pay-per-view raises so much, uh, how could you say, anger with fans and all towards a certain Mr. Lesnar because of his match with The Undertaker, but we'll get on to that after the break. Gian Free! Hello, this is James Etook and you're listening to Operation Retroshock. If you like 80s cartoons, and let's face it, how could you not, then be sure to pick up a copy of Serial Geek magazine, the glossy 100-page ad-free magazine dedicated to GoBots. And somewhat more importantly, He-Man, She-Ra, Thundercats, Transformers, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, G.I. Joe, etc. Head on over to www.serialgeek.com. That's cereal as in breakfast cereal. Go there now and pick up the animation magazine dedicated to 80s cartoons. Go now. Have a look in a mirror and think you're seeing a whole other world. Well, this time it's not an illusion. On April 23rd, the universal phenomenon, Doctor Who, is coming to America. Hello, sweetie. We're in the middle of the most powerful city in the most powerful country on Earth. Let's take it slow. Traveling in time and space is easy. Mr. President? It's the landing you have to look out for. It's non-terrestrial. Definitely alien. No sign of a struggle, no bones or blood. How long have they been here? As long as there's been something in the corner of your eye, or creaking in your house, or voices through a wall. Only one show can take you anywhere and everywhere. Whatever happens, however hard, however far, we will find you. And on Saturday, April 23rd at 9, Doctor Who is coming to America. Trust me, I'm the Doctor. BBC America. Hey, this is Chris Jericho and Bob Peterson to Operation Retroshock with Chris and Alan, the sexiest beast in the UK. 
Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back from the break. What break? This break. No, that break, sorry. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right, <laughs> Chris, is, Chris is so let down by I that. I see, yes. I'm so let down. Um, so we're back and it's time for No Way Out 2002, which is a very controversial paper. Uh, I'm stop you there. Mm-hmm. There's actually No Mercy, No, no Way Out. I'm, yeah. It's, <laughs> do you know why I said No Way Out? Is because I was reading the No Way Out thing during the break. So I've had no way out in my head. Let the truth be told, denial fused anger, guilt poisons the souls. Then mind games are over. Who will show no mercy? Haunted by the ghosts of the past. Well, ah, anger leads to hate. Hate leads to suffering. Here comes the pain. <laughs> and here comes the pain. Yep. And you will turn to the dark side, whatever. Yes. <laughs> okay, so we'll just go through some of the matches here. Uh, World Tag Team Champion Chris Jericho and Christian versus Booker T and Goldust. Tori Wilson versus Domery. This <laughs> must have been whenever Al in Vercomas died. Mm. Uh, RVD versus Ric Flair. Jimmy Noble with Nadia versus Tajiri. Where's Canadian Wrestler X? Hmm? Where's Canadian Wrestler X? He's after this next match. World Heavyweight Championship versus WWE Intercontinental Championship. Winner take all. Mm-hmm. This is whenever... Um, it got combined, doesn't it? Yeah, and then the next night on Raw, I think, didn't... Triple H beat Kane and Kane mm-hmm. had to take his mask off. Yep. Yeah. Um, WWE t- Tag Team Champion Edge and Rey Mysterio versus Kurt Angle and mm-hmm. Mr. X. Trish Stratus versus Victoria. Oh yes, because this was that this was like one of the best feuds ever. So mm-hmm. it was in and the women's division. WWE Championship Hell in a Cell match. Brock Lesnar with Paul Heyman versus The Undertaker. Mm-hmm. I actually quite enjoyed this match. It's a very very good match so it is um, one of the Undertaker's you know best talent sells in my opinion obviously he's had 10 ton of them um, but it is definitely up there in terms of his Hell in the Cell matches mm-hmm. um, obviously as we've been talking about this is the start of Brock really being pushed to the, you know, to the stars yeah. and um, the one way you can get pushed to the stars is by beating a certain dead man 
well, yeah, that's the best way to go. Um, and this is the case of what happened. Because um, this is always the kind of iconic picture you see of Brock Lesnar. Was, didn't he, wasn't he standing on top of the steel cage and there yeah. was blood over him and all that sort of stuff? Mm-hmm. But it was like Undertaker's blood because Undertaker was like putting just ripped to shreds and all yeah. that sort of stuff in this match. Um, basically Undertaker jobbed for Brock Lesnar here. Yes, he got a good innings in the match and all that sort of stuff. Oh, he, but yeah, totally. Didn't he allow... Wasn't, didn't Brock kick out of... What's it? Didn't Brock kick out of one of his moves? I think it was the moves? last ride. Because obviously, obviously Undertaker didn't do the tombstone really during his dead man period. Yeah. Um. So the last ride was his tombstone and mm-hmm. Brock Lesnar kicked out of it. Yeah. And no one does that. No. No. Um, I the Undertaker say so anyway. Exactly. Um, if you were to do that, you would be immediately fired. Because um, <laughs> simple case of... Because I remember, was it something about... Uh, someone did a move that was really kind of exclusive to Undertaker and Kane. I think it was maybe really randomly. I think it was Ken Anderson did a move that the Undertaker and Kane did. And out the back, he was ripped to shreds. And then Undertaker came up and said, no, it was okay. I said he could do it. And then it was just, that was it, you know, passed over. Um, but yeah, this is basically, Brock was seen as a dominant, you know, the dominant power in WWE. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's quite weird because his reign doesn't last all that long in terms of his first reign. Because obviously, what, he won it back at SummerSlam, wasn't it? Oh, Nesmer, uh, yeah. And then he won it back at SummerSlam. Survivor Series. Mm-hmm. And he drops it here at our next pay-per-view Survivor Series, yeah. November uh, 2002. Um, obviously, this pay-per-view, this was at Madison, wasn't it? This was Madison Square Garden, because I remember yes. there, was the small, there was the small entrance bay. Yeah. Um, I always loved Madison Square Garden for pay-per-views, just for the small entrance. And I remember, it was the episode of Raw, was it last year, where there was no Titan Tron, no nothing. It was just the B doorway because it was the one where Roddy Piper came out and all, and then yeah. Sheamus was on the rise there. Um, going, but Survivor Series is remembered obviously for um, Brock Lesnar gets screwed over by Heyman big with show. the big show. Wine trousers. Oh, that, was, oh, that was awful. And also the debut of Big Papa Pump Scott Steiner. Holler if you hear him, Chris. I'd rather not have saw the same. And who does he interrupt? Oh, Chris Nowinski. Like, he matters. Yeah. Mr. Harvard, I'm Obviously, Survivor Series 2002, you saw the debut of a certain uh, iconic surrounding of the ring called the Elimination Chamber. The Elimination Chamber. Where we had Kane, Booker T, Rob Van Dam, Triple H... Chris Jericho, Shawn Michaels. I always thought... Sorry, uh, short-haired Shawn Michaels. I always thought that the voiceover for Elimination Chamber was amazing in Bischoff's voice. Mm-hmm. Obviously Bischoff left and it became JR's voice. Yeah. I just thought Bischoff's introduction to this was amazing because just the way Bischoff's voice is, mm-hmm. when he shouts, it really gets your attention. So he's yeah. like, six miles of steel and the Lazarus are just like, yes, I'm paying attention, mm-hmm. Eric. You have my attention, Eric. Speaking of Eric Bischoff, forgetting obviously current things with TNA and all that sort of thing. Eric Bischoff, back in this, it was kind of in the Triple H period that I was explaining about, you know. Um, 
Right, he was the I, raw GM, yeah. and Stephanie was the SmackDown yeah. GM. I healed Eric's guts because I was just so annoyed. So obviously he was playing heel general manager yeah. so perfectly. Mm-hmm. But see when he was gone, and he came back again just for like a really short period of time, I was like, God, I miss you. And it's just like, damn it, why did you have to go? Um, but enough of the past. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, Correct. Elimination Chamber, this was obviously the first Elimination Chamber ever, ever happened, and we were all just like, whoa. But Triple H was more like, oh. Yeah, because Reefer Van Dam decided, I'll be smart, I'll attempt a five-star frog splash off the top of one of the pods, and his knee went straight into Triple H's throat, which basically could have pretty much either paralyzed Triple H or crushed his vocal cord, or crushed his just his entire yeah. breathing system altogether. Yeah, but stupid to do that, Rob, but sure. You were probably high before you did the match anyway. Well, he was high up there, but then, yeah. down, but then that was it. But obviously, this show, Shawn Michaels become the World Heavyweight Championship um, holder for... I Again, he, not a high number. I think he dropped this. Uh, not far the, after this, like. Yeah, because... Was like, it to trips? Or? Yeah, the next, the next. This is what I'm saying: is this is the sort of period where Triple H wins the title, loses the title, wins the title, loses the title, wins the title, or yeah. wins the title and keeps the title due to interference. Mm-hmm. Which obviously this would then see the beginning of the building of Evolution. Yep. You know, because in the next pay per view, the final pay per view of the year. Yeah, final pay per view. We have Kane versus Batista with Ric Flair in Batista's corner. Um, we have a four-way elimination championship match for the World Tag Team uh, Championship. Uh, Chris Jericho and Christian versus Booker T and Goldust versus Dudley Boys versus Lance Storm and William Regal. Oh, Troy Wilson and Don Marie. Mm-hmm. Apparently, um, I think they just come out and start talking. Is it <laughs> Edge versus Adrian? Oh dear Lord. Mm-hmm. Um, Mr. X versus Eddie Guerrero. Chris Stratus versus Victoria, who is the champion, versus Jacqueline. Big Show with Paul Heyman versus Kurt Angle. Um, and then we have a 2 out of 3 falls match first fall street fight second fall steel cage match third fall ladder match Shawn Michaels versus Triple H with Rick Flair which is another awesome match I would have thought that would have made more sense to do street fight ladder and steel cage because mm-hmm. you haven't to put the steel cage down and then probably lift that yeah, again yeah but again this is WWE just not thinking at times and if you have a look at the front of this DVD box what's wrong with this picture what's wrong with it it's classic Shawn Michaels on the front it's not. Mm. It's not post his return, Shawn sure. Michaels. It's very. Uh, what was it? Original DX Shawn Michaels with the gruff look. Yeah, because uh, Shawn Michaels, when he returned, didn't have earrings for kickoff. Exactly. Yeah. Hmm. Um. F- well, for me, a pretty forgettable pay per view. I think this. Arm- Armageddon's usually always are. Triple yeah. H and Shawn Michaels were kind of the main thing of this pay per view for remembering, because you're not going to get really excited, obviously, about you know Kurt Angle versus the Big Show, because you know, fine rightly, it's not going to be any you know technical masterpiece or anything like that. Um, Kane and Batista is a good match for you to go back and look at how green Batista was in the early days. Um, but you can still see some potential there. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, it's typical that Kane is in kind of... He always ends up going through these big waves of where he's pushed. and then He did actually have his mask on then. Mm-hmm. He he's did. going through his period of time where he's used as kind of a wee bit of a jobber. 
in the sense of he's down with he's down with the development guys that he are was trying almost, to come up. Yeah, it was almost like the um, say the hardcore Holly or the Funaki yeah. almost. He was kind of the one that kind of just boosted you up another step. Yeah. You know, he would be, look, this is Cain, like, alright, oh, so this guy's beat him, so he's obviously decent enough, you know. Yeah, exactly. This is the sort of, t- yeah. this is the kind of sort of thing Cain became for the next couple of years, is they kept saying, oh, he's a big red monster, he's amazing, blah, 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 but he still kept losing matches to people. Because mm-hmm. if memory serves in the, I don't remember if he was, um, maybe it was RVD, but I have a funny feeling that Cain was the first one eliminated from the elimination chamber in I think you're. I think you're very, uh, very close to the mark. I would say you're right. I think it was probably Kane and then Booker T or something like that, and then RVD, and then, mm. and I think, then it was Jericho, and then obviously you had Triple H and Michaels. Yeah, I think it was, I think something along those lines. Um, so yeah, a bit of an unforgettable pay per view that to round out 2002, but 2002 on the whole, pretty decent year. Yes, exactly. For the return of Hulk Hogan alone, in my opinion, and the Rock Hogan and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Obviously, 2002 saw the formation of a certain little company that is around now called TNA. Mm-hmm. Yeah, have you heard of them? Um, kind of. Yeah. A wee bit. You know, they're big in the UK. They're not so. You know, it's okay in the States, but it's not <laughs> huge. They need some guy called Hulk Hogan, supposedly, or something. I don't know, but apparently, if you buy one of their pay per view and then muff it up, you get six months of their online. Yeah, them. and just because one of your main stars that you decided to let go out and do a pay per view completely off his face, um, and then your one of your best veterans on your roster has to rescue that match. But in some way, by basically ending it as soon as he could. Mm-hmm. Yes, I applaud you, TNA. You've come far from 2002. Really? Mm-hmm. Well, their Titan have got bigger. That's, that's about it. Yeah, and the heels still come out one side and the faces the other. So you know, <laughs> that's about it. So yeah, that was 2002. Good year for WWE. A good start leading in for TNA's the first couple of years. But then it all went pear-shaped in the year 2010. Oh dear, but hey, what can you... Yeah, but you can kind of listen back on one of our episodes where we discussed the Monday Night Wars and the, at the time... How stupid were we? The Monday Night War that was... Everybody was full with hope. Yeah, full with hope, and then it was just dashed. And then we forgot, oh wait, it's Eric Bischoff, the man who drove WCW into the ground, along with the likes of the NWO. And Vince Russo. Yeah, who happens to still be with TNA? I wonder what's going wrong here, people. Vince Russo and Eric Bischoff. Hmm, what a surprise. But enough of that, enough of that, enough of the miserable stuff. So, Chris, what have we to tell the ladies and gentlemen to round out the show? Right, well, obviously, uh, last week, um, you would have heard that we uh, announced our competition to win a copy of the Andre the Giant DVD, DVD which is a PAL region. So, you have a multi-region DVD player in the States, it'll work fine. In the UK, it'll work perfectly. Or you, if you have a laptop PC, you can also find uh, pieces of software that can change your uh, laptop's region of your disk drive unlimited numbers of time, and you're not limited like it would be in Windows Media. <coughs> Any DVD. Mm-hmm. So, obviously, the question will be about Andre the Giant. So, at WrestleMania 3, it was a big match between Andre the Giant and Hulk Hogan. Really? Mm-hmm. I did not hear of it. Apparently, it was some slam heard around no, the world or something. But who was Andre the Giant's manager? Jimmy Hart. No. Oh, yes, I failed. Sorry, sorry. Yes, 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 yes. I did that on purpose. 
So um, you can obviously, if you know the answer, you can either ento, en, ento, 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 ento your name into the hat petition to Neo at ventoman at popculturenetwork.com or Alan Price at popculturenetwork.com. That's A L L A N. Yeah, so try and get your entries in by the 17th. Actually, the week before that, because we are recording. So, yeah. yeah, we'll say about the 10th, 10th of March. Yeah, but ten, yeah 10th of April, even. Not 10th of March. The dates haven't been good this show. No, they really have not. Um, nor have numbers. Um, <laughs> but um, if you try and get your entries in by then, and uh, we will announce the winner and send that off to you. It's a very good DVD. Yeah, so obviously, if you've enjoyed us talking about WrestleMania and the year of 2002, you'd like to see a certain year cover, say, like 2001, 3, 4, 5, 6, 27. <laughs> no, then, um, I what, you happened, could, yeah. what you could do is email us at our email addresses that we've just given you, or you can head to the Pop Culture Network forums and, and type in there. Um, we'll start a post like, I want to see, and then you can pipe type in there um, WWE 2001 or WWF at the time WWF or, w- or 2006 or whatever and we'll go through the pay-per-views and what happened then and that kind of stuff mm-hmm. um, or if you have any other ideas for like TV shows films or whatever um, get in touch with us and if for example if you want us to review the Scorpion King we'll do it <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, why not we'll talk about the Mummy trilogy then Ooh. Yeah, maybe down the line, much down the line. Yeah, so uh, <laughs> even if you're a fan of, say, a certain thing like um, like, like the Mummy Trilogy, and you want to come on the show, then you can certainly do that by sending us an MP3 file at our email addresses, or you can hop on Skype at Vinto316 and get in touch with us there. Um, a lot of good content on Pop Culture Network, such as Not Many Box, Radical Retro Toy Talk, to name but a few. You missed the turtle part. Radical Retro Turtle Toy Talk, I said. You said Toy Talk, just. Toidle Toy Talk? Oh, yeah, I'm sure you did, yeah. Mm-hmm. I did, yeah. It's been Halloween. Yeah. We be tight. Exactly. I actually found a promo from him for episode 7, whenever he was saying that we were talking is it, is about... Is that long ago? We were talking about, like, Resident Evil. That's, that's nearly 20 episodes ago. No, it is. Effectively. Mm-hmm. Scary. Isn't it? I'm quite scared. We getting old... Um, well before our time <laughs> so we record things so we remember them anyway but uh, we hope you've enjoyed our look at the 2002 year of WWE it's been quite enjoyable and the pay-per-views I've uh, thoroughly enjoyed doing it so I have um, before we go Alan obviously we've got like quite a few matches and stuff here stand up match Hogan Rock yeah it has to be it has to be you have no other choice for this year um, again yes it's personal opinion but if you took a big pool of all the wrestling fans, you know, finally, Hogan and Rock's going to come out on top. So there you go, head up Pop Culture Network forums, and where we've posted the link to this here, write your favourite WrestleMania or your favourite match from this here underneath it, and we will then talk about that the next, ma- the next match. Yeah, the, next the next match. match ding, ding. Have. Yeah. Um, obviously, we've still delayed it, is the Xbox special that yeah. is really put in the back burner, and we'll probably keep it on the back burner, because every time we say we're going to do it, we don't. Yeah. It's, it'll still be a decent show, everybody, but we just thought, 
some things you'd be more interested in in the run-up to obviously WrestleMania and all that. Yeah, exactly. And obviously we've done the gaming BAFTA um, episode, which fair enough was only an hour long, but it was a bonus episode to go up with Chronicles. Thought we might as well have a first and have. We um, thought we'd smash them together. <laughs> Like the mega powers exploding, yeah, oh yeah, dig it, and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> so that us, uh, we we are here. Now. That is us. Um, I bid you adieu. Uh, enjoy WrestleMania tonight if you're listening on the Sunday, or if you're listening after. We hope you enjoyed the show because uh, we hope we enjoyed the show and didn't have to talk through it like we did the previous year. No doubt you'll hear all about it next time. Hope we really. Okay. Well, anyway. Farewell, people. I have been um, Chris Vint. And I have been Alan Price. And we hope you've enjoyed listening to a broadcast journalist for this WWE special. And uh, we will always see you, maybe not in the ring, but maybe outside it soon. So, farewell, people. Farewell, ladies and gentlemen. Farewell.